Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening and welcome to Silly Hour right here on Pararex and Toji that with uh, the most honorable Steve Parson and some guy in Massachusetts. So there you go. Oh, yeah. So thanks for tuning in and uh, same time next week. Oh, it's so silly. Anyways, you all packed, ready to go? Go where? To the UK. I've got no one to pick me up from Logan, so I'm not Oh, you'll have somebody, some, some, uh, some, uh, you know, Abu, Abu Dudulu will, uh, pick you up in the airport, I'm sure. Well, that's good, because then he can pull into, uh, do you have, uh, what do you have, laybys? Do you have laybys in America? What's a layby? Uh, like a pull-in at the side of the road. A pull-in by the side of the road? Yeah, like where they have trash cans and things, so I can throw some stuff away. What's it called? A lay-by? Yeah. Oh, no. We have rest areas. Maybe yeah, that's well, the same thing? Is that the same it, thing? Pretty much, yeah. Oh, cool. <clears throat> Excellent. So, anyways, you are all packed, and you're all ready to go, so that's exciting. I'm uh, not all packed, but I'm ready what, to go. What, what? Not all packed? I haven't started packing yet. Oh, my God. You're like a woman. Why? No, a woman would be packed weeks ago. That's true. My, my wife would have been packed, like, January. Are you kidding? They'll be packing until the minute you leave. I'll start so packing. Always bring more sh- more crap. I, you know me, I like to travel light. Yeah. You know yeah. I travel light, actually. So we had a good break. Uh, it's it, Right now it's close to 90 degrees, and uh, you know what? The weekend's supposed to be back into the 60s, so that's awesome. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was, I was, I was fretting it a little bit because if you remember the first, oh, you weren't here for the first prayer request. The first prayer request we had in July, and God, was it hot? It was so hot they were squirting water on the roofs of the place to uh, cool it down. I don't remember it that hot, but it was mighty hot. The second prayer request. It was. Oh yeah, very very hot. Oh yeah, it was. That's right. Now I remember it. Yep, yep, that's right. So anyways, we're going to be blessed with good weather, so I thank Trump for that. So there you go. Cool. Anyways, uh, paranormal. (laughs) This really, you know, I've spent the entire day getting everything ready, you know, making sure everything was printed, making sure everything was booked. And I I don't, I've actually run out of things to say and do. That is a first for you, because I've I never, never seen you uh, run out of things to say. Well, it was because right at the last minute, somebody told me. Usually you say, just go on and on and wow. on and on. Oh, God, it's like an eternity. Yeah, that's what I felt like today, trying to send you that um, special edition. And, and you sent it to the right address anyway. I I already had, but, you know. But you, you didn't told, tell me that. Well, you didn't ask me to. Oh. You told me weeks ago. So I just got on and did it. 
even yeah. though it was wasn't the hardest thing in the world for you to just send an email, was it? Yes, it is. Since I'm not here, it's very difficult for me to send an email. Well, obviously, you're obviously and, and here. And more even difficult because I know nothing about Dropbox, so I have no clue. So there you go. All you do is you just click on it. I. What's that got to do with Dropbox? How do you send? Well, if you it? click on, you don't need to. All you do is click on it. It does it. No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, this is a paranormal show. It has to go to yeah. Ian. It doesn't go to me. And, well, why do you always That's want like to be included? That's like sending freaking paintbrushes well, to the carpenter. I know, but I know, but dear listeners, uh, I should just explain the reason. No, you I, the reason that they get sent to him is because he bitches and moans if I don't include him on the um, copies of all of the Teller of Curious Tales episodes. I told as you them. stop doing that. You never listen to me. You're like a freaking woman. So why did you tell me to do it then? When I originally did it, I was going to do that, and then I decided not to because... I, you decided not to. It had nothing to do with you, your, your claim technical inability to... Well, I never did anything with it, so they just sat on my, my freaking computer. So what good is that? Just taking up space. Paranormal. With somebody else I know. Yeah. Take this weekend. Get somebody else to do all the work. You just shout. So that not that the role of a good boss? Yeah. Anyway, so what's happening this weekend? I have me. no clue. I've run out of words. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Can we just restart the show again? I think we've got seven reboot, minutes in. Reboot. 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 It's warm, cool, in a couple of days, then cold. Okay, so there you go. Um, Do you think I might need to pack some jumpers? If I knew what a jumper was, I might tell you. <laughs> to me, a jumper is a nice dress that a woman wears that they put over their thing. It looks like a school teacher's thing. Fair enough. So if you want to wear one of those, that's fine. I'm not judging. It's fine in Massachusetts anyways. That's all right, Brian. It's legal. I'll put. I'll just throw a sweater in then. Oh, jump burn. I bet you look cute in it, anyways. What? That you, a jumper? You don't have? I told you what it is. It's a dress that you. you it's That's like so a bizarre. Dress. I've never. I've. Well, I've never encountered that problem. Mind you, it's always been sunny, so I've never needed to encounter that problem. And change a jumper. Yeah, whatever. Either that, or somebody who uh, commits suicide jumping off a bridge. So you have a choice. Okay. Right. Moving right along. Moving on. Paranormally. Can we just... Yeah, we should have uh, just put... Play play recording, Karina. Yeah. Anyway, so... uh, (laughs) I actually had a question for you. And I wanted your opinion on it. Um, You know, you had that... That that little unpleasantness uh, between the Roundheads and uh, the Royals there. And uh, do you think... Um, you know, that affects spirits as far as how they view uh, people in today's world. Uh, do you want to try and answer? Ask me that in a way that I can understand the question. Oh my God, I have to translate for you now. Yeah, translate. I got the bit about the, the, the Civil War. Yes, you're right. So there's two sides in the Civil War, there right? There's two sides in the Civil yes, War. Yes, and they didn't particularly like each well, other, right? There were four sides in the English Civil War, but we all were right. going to. So say, all right, whatever. Uh, just let's make it even more simpler. Say it were, say uh, you guys never liked the French anyway. So anyway, say <laughs> that you, you ever fight a war with the French? 
not personally, but the, the English have fought many. Yes, that's okay. So the spirits of, for instance, the people that died in town, say, say Napoleon's defeat at Waterloo, uh, on both sides, would they, because they died in that time period, how do you think that today's people would affect them as far as, uh, you know, their, their personalities? I mean, for instance, would they uh, still dislike French or would the French still dislike the English if they were spirits? Would they, would they get a different reaction than if, if it was with a, a French-on-French ghost or an English-on-English ghost? Well, they're all dead, aren't they? But so, well, the first thing to consider is, A, they're all dead. Um, so we don't know for sure. B, the only way that we the only way that we can answer is by telling us what mediums claim that the spirits have told them. Um, really, I, and that's all one of universal harmony, isn't it? And love and light, and everybody gets on on the on the the other side of the great divide, yeah. Yeah. Um, except murderers and um, demons and the. Uh, the ne'er-do-well ones that they always find uh, when they when you go out investigating with the Warrens, I'm guessing. Mm. Uh, but apart from that, everybody seems to get on just fine, according to the mediums who tell us that's what the spirit's world says, because obviously we can't ask the spirit world directly. Yeah, so, but you can see, see causal effect of it. Uh, why? Why would you imagine any causal effect of it? You're making a lot of assumptions in that one sentence. Say a, say a ghost is a pedophile and, and, is a, and he's hot in a house and there's a child yeah. in a house. How yeah. is that child affected? Is he affected any different than a, a male, uh, than an uh, adult that's in the house? Well, I mean, again, you're making assumptions way beyond... I'm not making any assumptions. I'm giving you, you circumstances. I'm not giving you assumptions. No, no, I'm giving you circumstances. It's there's no circumstances. Well, I, I, my it's response would to, be... to uh, theorize what, what it would happen. Well, and, and my response would be, I don't need to theorize what would happen because I can deal with the reality of we don't know. And to get into speculation... Well, no, it's not a cop-out. When you start getting into... When you st- what is a real cop-out is speculation, because you can speculate any amount of... If you don't speculate, you're never going to go far. Yes, but when you... Yeah, but speculation within... You know, you, where do you draw the limits of it? You can speculate any, any sort of BS that, that, that then, and then try and claim is Did a theory or you an idea. You're supposed to throw theories out there and ideas out there. And you I don't throw theories in. Of and course you, you do. Can how... tell you about how talk radio works? Maybe maybe you need a primer in it. I, I hadn't thought of it. I thought you were pretty seasoned, but, you know, maybe, uh, you know, I'll take it to the shed when you come here. <laughs> yeah, there's, uh, there's a world of difference between responding to ideas, uh, hypothesizing, and just allowing the, the, the deranged ramblings of a madman or... or uh, just to speculate. Isn't that what a psychologist deals with? Doesn't a psychologist ask you... I'm not a psychologist. You're a talk whole show host, and you're supposed to act like a psychologist. No, I'm not supposed to. Well, if I acted like a psychologist, A, I'd be charging you £500, $500 just for speaking to you. B, I'd begin everything with... Well, speaking as a scientist. Oh, you see, don't like psychologists, I would, you don't like me. See, oh, I would be deeply god. sceptical about like everything. Parents, psychologists, oh my god. 
what you have to do is you have to, yeah, of course you have I to be open to, to I possibility. probable reaction. reaction. No, I can't give you a probable reaction because we can't deal directly Based with... Based on your own personal experiences, what type of reaction would you get? You well, could say, I don't had, know, nothing. Based nothing. upon my personal experiences, zip, zero, no reaction because... I've investigated civil war locations and I yes. haven't seen any form of animosity, real, imagined or in between, between uh, any combatants dead or alive in this world or the next or in previous ones at any time. And there have been many when I've been to civil war locations. Neither have I found to, there to be any attached spirits to any of the many artifacts from civil such a war sheltered world from civil war battlefield such a world such a sheltered world i can give you case after case where yeah. where case after case. where where spirits have interacted with the living because of particular trigger devices are yeah. particular things uh who they are for instance the a house in in, in virginia that that Flag the the you had the UN flag was tormented until they took the flag down. Another case in Gettysburg where where the reenactors are, are are seeing ghosts of the same regiments and I mean the same regiments and the same uh, uh, units and, and dress that they're in. So it, it, there's many 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 cases of it. Uh, no, I, no, there's many, many, many accounts of it, and how reliable are they? Just because somebody says weird shit happens... Well, if you, just, they, if you just say the great all personal up, testimony, you have no freaking paranormal. You have you no ask, experiences. You have nothing. Non, no personal ones, and that's what you asked me about. Uh, but just because somebody says weird stuff happens <laughs> just because somebody waved a flag is not the basis to build an entire case it's the very first step of building a case for sure but you don't rest your whole Those are the final outcomes of the case i was well if that's your question. final outcome then the whole then the, then the evidence gathering has been a little bit weak how do you know you don't know how the evidence was gathered i just i can only go by what was presented and what was presented was extremely weak you can't just say one sentence, well, there was a house in, in Virginia where lots of stuff happened until they took the flag down. I could say there was a house in Milford Haven where there was lots of stuff happened until they, they took the shark out the cellar. It's yeah. meaningless. You can make up any sort of rubbish to verify your case, to, to back up what you say. That's cause and effect. It's not cause and effect. I thought you understood cause and effect. Maybe I do understand the primary have to teach you. Which is why, which is why I'm not responding to the nonsense of mixing uh, up one thing with another. Yeah, you say yeah. so. Yeah. Well, that went rather well, don't you think? Uh, not really. No, it demonstrated yeah. nothing. Yeah, just demonstrated. It, de it actually demonstrated something I was saying um, earlier this week: oh, the fact that. Well, the very low standards of evidence the world are accepted. The very low standards of evidence that are accepted. Because Steve is the highest possible standard out there, and his word is gold. Yes, he is. He's the gold standard of ghost hunting. Is that what you trying to tell me, Steve? No. Sounds the very, like it. The very low standards of sounds, sounds like proof it. that are accepted by many people purporting to investigate 
um, the paranormal. For example, they will go into a building where they will have perhaps a mag light or perhaps a meter. Mm. And the meter, they ask a question, the meter seemingly responds, the lights flash. Mm. And they say thank you, and they accept that as proof of a paranormal intervention. Without any further question, thought, or consideration as to what may have caused the lights flash, or indeed whether it was just down to an equipment malfunction. We just, you know, I, I just, we're, we're writing this book, Maureen and I, in 17 Iraq cases, and um, actually, I think it's 16 Iraq cases. And, and one of the cases we talked about uh, was about this house that we came into, and there was a, a poster on the wall, and, and the poster, uh, it was on the wall of a door that uh, the door would open by itself, even though it was stick, sticky and you actually had to pull on it. So we came into investigator that day and the store on the door was fluttering. So I took out uh, my animator and went around checking for any breezes and anything that I could determine with the instrument and was unable to uh, determine anything. Uh, I also looked visually throughout the room for sources and could not uh, find any as well as I could not find any, uh, feel any, as well, feel any breezes uh, or anything sort of like that. So to me, that was intriguing. Uh, so you would just dismiss that, of course, because, right? Right? No, I'd look harder. Huh? I'd look uh, harder. Well, you, what, so let me just summarise then, um, seeing as you, you obviously have to trip me up tonight and it's not going to work. And uh, Something was moving, a door was moving. Um, a, a, a door that was reported by the owners. Yeah, it was moving open, and there was, was open, no... And, no wait, and there was, it was opened by itself. When, yeah, it opened by itself. Sorry, yeah. so when we came in to look at that door, yeah, there was you a measured the, You measured the airflow. Airflow, temperature, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. Presumably you measured the airflow in... Uh, at the top, at the middle, at the and at top, the bottom. At the middle, at the bottom. At the yeah, middle, yeah, and yeah. So, I, and you, what did you, do you deduce from that? What was the What was the what was the uh, calibration of the meter? What was the calibration? How many meters per second or feet per second? Oh, was God, that was like ten years ago. I can't remember. Well, it's, no, it's, it's actually important because. Not to it, me, it isn't. Well, it's very important if you knew anything about physics, because a very low pressure differential acting over a very large surface that's, area. That's right. That was the other thing we measured. We didn't measure uh, pressure, so that was. A, yeah, but a, your 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 instruments are probably insufficiently sensitive to measure such a pressure differential. I'm not saying I that's the case. I'm saying without the information about the actual pressure gradient so um, basically, or the actual uh, so motion. you can't find a solution for it, so basically you discount the method of no, no, and therefore no, able no. to, uh, to, to uh, hmm. answer the question by saying, oh, evidently the collection method was flawed, so therefore the evidence is flawed. I understand. I understand totally. No, no, you don't understand because you were there, of course, and you were aware. Because if you did understand, you would it would have been loud and clear what I was saying was, tell me the actual information about the measurements and how Taking they were Taking my made. word for it that I collected it properly. Well, I don't know what your definition of properly is. I'm That's not fine. going. All right, as I mentioned, 
There was some rocket engineers from NASA who took the word of some other rocket engineers from Alabama. Uh, because, and, and you saw what that did. That blew up one of the, uh, the launch vehicles, didn't it? For, um, was it the Atlas? Uh, not the Atlas, the, the recent one. Where they, uh, one group was working in um, Imperial and one group was working in Metric. And nobody thought to check because they just took each other's word for it and trusted each other. By 1990, uh, Metric, the whole country will be Metric anyway. So. so if you want me to give you a constructive answer, then you have to give me... There was none. But you have to give... Well, I, you have to give me reasonable dates. Steve doesn't believe in anything. Everything has got to be flawed by methods of collection. There can be only one standard, and that is supposed to Steve's standard to everything. And without the stamp of the Steve approval, then everything is absolutely flawed. Well, I get it. I totally without understand. Without standard of good quality uh, research, then of course. Good quality. Well, how about how about done to done to uh, a an exacting standard? What is that exacting standard? See, well, should we should we use? Well, you, well, you, well, no, let's, me, you just yell well, at me. Well, let's. Well, let me answer the, the question calibre, by saying. Calibration, and then you say a good quality standard, which is like. All right. Well, let. Nice you, you know. Well, that's all. I'll if say. if you shut up for thirty seconds. How can I? You, I thought you could you, try. You asked me. Try to carry you, the conversation here. You asked me a question, what standard? Well, let's start off with the International Standards Organization, the ISO. Or we could talk about the the, the Americans. ISO certified, so I I totally understand that. Well, that's fine then. Well, the ISO doesn't just cover certification of equipment, but ISO standards also indicate, are also for procedures. So, if, 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 now, obviously ISO. The particular thing that that it's standardized to. Obviously, is exactly like the measurement of uh, temperature, the, the measurement of airflow, even the measurement of um, airflow across an orifice, such oh. as a door, or the pressure differential across an orifice, such as a door, uh, will have an ISO standard. And if we have long enough, I could I could probably find the relevant standard for you. Yeah, I, I've got all day, so I'm not hurry. So why don't you go do that? We, while I, I we talk to well, we haven't got all day, have we? But no, we I'm sure... <laughs> I'm sure that we could I'm find sure you it. Have it at the tip of your fingers. Uh, not quite at the tip of my fingers. Well, get out of your chair and then get it. Well, um, you talk to the listeners then. No, that's all right. I'm not going to do that. Oh, no, 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 no. Because um, I need just to focus on just making sure I put in for airflow. Airflow? Well, I'm oh. using. You, you Google it? Try Wikipedia. They're very. Don't uh, need to use Google. I've actually got the ISO standards calibration um, catalog on, on my own. It is a PDF document. Yeah, sure. Wikipedia could help you. It probably could, but it wouldn't be as accurate as the 2017 edition Not of the standards. The, I'm sure of the ISO standards. Right, right, right. By uh, the way, is all your uh, equipment ISO certified? Uh, no, I don't think so. So any, any collection stuff you collected, of course, would be flawed, right? What's uh, it would. Flawed, flawed as in, well, no, it wouldn't be flawed. I guess couldn't Steve. No, because uh, because there are other methods of working to a standard. You can't you can't see all of this. You, you couldn't get to all of the standards. 
Mm. I don't actually know what I don't actually know what it is you're trying to get at because you're actually arguing in a in a in a very illogical way by saying something and then answering the question answering your own question before of course you can you, of course some of our equipment is ISO regulate um calibrated. Uh get your tongue tied, huh? Our equipment gets calibrated annually. Ah. Those items that are I, that are annually, really. Where do, where do you get the uh, annually? Where do you go to have it? Uh, well, I could show you the um, I could show you the calibration certificate. certificate. You have a certificate. Oh, that's good. Each yeah, piece of equipment that is I, have, uh, calibrated has the has a calibration certificate. Yes, it has to have. Or all three of our thermal imaging. Does that Ghost Meter Pro have a, a certification? No, station? it doesn't. But oh, all three of our thermal imaging cameras do. As do our uh, thermometers, um, as do all of our airflow uh, anemometers, the hot wire anemometers. What doesn't have um, ISO standard certification or calibration are the cameras, uh, sound recorders, because they work to different standards anyway, and we can't we can't annually calibrate them. So we rely on the manufacturer's specifications to work for the. Uh, when we're dealing with the information that they provide. Uh -huh. So, uh, so good. It's good to know. And so the question was, um, as I as I recall, is all of your equipment ISO um, certified? And of course it isn't, because some of it can never be ISO certified, and we couldn't afford, couldn't afford it, and we wouldn't expect others to afford it either. It would be her. But yet you're willing to dismiss any no. the average spectrum for them because they're no. not ISO I never measured that. That is a oh. no. What I asked you is to give me the maximum information. So, what was the airflow over what surface area, over what time period, over what what parts of the uh, measurements were undertaken, and then I'd be able to comment. Yeah, very good. You wouldn't go to you wouldn't go to a doctor and say, um, "Give me medicine." Why? Why should I give you medicine? Because I feel ill. Uh -huh. Where do you feel ill? Well, you know, sort of. You just have to trust me. I just feel a bit ill here and there. And the doctor would do tests. He would want more information before he uh -huh. could make a diagnosis. Before he could make a prognosis before he could give a prescription Are you, or you would think him to be a very bad doctor you yeah. would not go to an auto, an auto mechanic who simply said to you you know you went along and said my car's not working oh well um we we we'll, we'll just kick it you would want the automotive engineer to have a look to see what was the problem wouldn't you to get the most information and what i was asking you for before was the maximum amount of information that you could provide for me. Uh-huh. So. Unfortunately, as I mentioned, that was several years ago, and that information is not available at this time. So, anyways, uh, we've run out of time. So, uh, you're listening, maybe, to Ghost Chronicles International, Most Reverend Steve Parsons, and some guy. So, we'll be right back after the following messages, right here on Tojanet and Pararex. We'll be back. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge. 
Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. Ghost Chronicles International, the show that's been brought to you by ISO 5167 2 stroke 2003, um, which covers the measurement of fluid flow by means of pressure differential devices inserted into non circular cross section conduits. Part two orifice plates, so that would be doors. Anyway, um, you're listening to us live on Togginet. And Parax. Possibly. So anyways, you will be able to... There's actually 11 published ISO standards for covering the the measurements and the use of instrumentation across orifices. That's good. And so they're in fact doors. Yeah. General principles and and requirements is covered by part one of ISO 5167. Uh, So would you like to read 1567? 5167? Yeah. Yeah. Have a quick look at that. Um, it determines the symbols um, and establishes the general principles for the me- methods of measurement and the computation of the flow. Can't hang on, because no, hang on. Um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm hanging. Yeah. Right, I, to go any much further, it would require me to make a purchase of 138 Swiss francs. I'm not going oh. to. Um, but the bit I can read in the conduit by means of pressure differential devices such as. Uh, orifice plates, nozzles, venturi tubes when they're inserted into this cross-section conduit. Um, 
So we could look at uh, 5167, all parts is applicable to only to the flow that remains subsonic. So supersonic flow rates wouldn't be, ca- uh, wouldn't be counted throughout the measuring section. Where oh, the fluid can be, can be said as a single phase, it is not a, a, applicable to... Ah, so 5167 wouldn't be applicable to pulsating flow, so we would need to then use uh, ah. for pulsating flow would be ISO 9300, which might be measurement of gas flow. Yeah, yeah. Um, I believe in gas flow. Air is a gas. It's not yeah. a liquid. So it specifies the geometry and method of use, the installation of... Oh, no, no, 9003 wouldn't work, 9300. Oh, damn, that's a shame. You have to... You would say there's, there's a lot of them, and each one shame. is developed for a specific task. Yeah. Um, no, then, so then you would have the building control and environmental regulation standards, which are the ASAA, which is the American Standards um, in, uh, Association. Uh-huh. So they would also be fed into this. So it's about finding the right standard for the they job. Pitch, pitch you know, it's 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 not like it's it's a bit like the law. You know, you're not expected, and you would never be expected. You wouldn't expect a lawyer to know every every uh, line item of um, a particular law but you would expect them to know where to go and you would expect them to know how to interpret the information once they've got there mm, and the international standards are rather like that because you know it, it comprises there are um I, I don't know i think there's let's see um there are twenty one thousand eight hundred and thirty five international standards they're the main standards, and then they're, they're all subdivided into hundreds and hundreds and thousands of subsections in each one. Hmm. So, yeah. And that's only the ISO, which is regulated in 160 countries worldwide. Um, but you do have the American standards. There are also, you know, uh, other different organizations and standards who are, some Some of them are members of the ISO, some of them aren't. Um, so, you know, depending on, you've got the British Standards Institute in the USA, the American, uh, the ANSI in North America, uh, the ABNT in Brazil, you know, you can go on, on. let's have a look at Australia. This, Australia's got its own standards, so it's India, British Institute, uh, the Bureau of Indian Standards. Oh, so intriguing. Anyways, you will be going here. Uh, There's 162 week. members. That's good. Now, uh, you'll be here next week, and one of the, the places that you'll be visiting, and, and it's another place that I, I wrote about in the first, uh, my upcoming book, and that includes Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse. And Portsmouth Harbor Lighthouse is one of the most interesting uh, places that I've investigated, and the, the reason why is the potpourri of evidence that have been collected over the years and uh, we added this special event just by your request and so on uh, Saturday, what, what's the Saturday? Oh, I gotta go look. Uh, Saturday the 7th, uh, we'll be doing a ghost hunt at Portsmouth Tower Lighthouse in Fort Constitution and uh, you uh, you requested it, so why, why did you choose that place, uh, Steve? Because it fascinates and intrigues me, although given the earlier introduction about the gold standard, I would wager that nobody would come along, except to hear a, a unique and special brand of highly charged scepticism, which is what they might get the impression that they'd be getting. However, if they did come along, what they might get, might be surprised to discover is they might get an open-minded investigator. 
I hope it might. Yeah. I've always said that about you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. And, and, and he, in all fairness, uh, oh, no, no, no. We don't do all, fa all fairness now. It's gloves off now for the last half hour. Yeah, I know. But in all fairness, uh, Steve is absolutely right because uh, I, I know uh, Steve's beliefs about the hack shack and, uh, and, and, and actually this is one of the rare times that we actually share the same beliefs and that the hack shack is basically a piece of crap. Uh, but uh, that being said, you had a unique experience while we were there though, didn't you? Hack shack that is a piece of crap, but you can't, you can't, quite, you can't quite bear to kick it into touch, can you, and actually come out and say it's a piece of crap. It's a piece of crap. I said that, didn't I? Yeah, but then you added, but it might not be. No, I did not. Yeah, you did. I did not. <laughs> Can we play back that tape? Yeah, play back the tape. Yeah, we want to hear that. So maybe let me make it appear. I, I, All right, I, if the hack shack is such a piece of crap, then will you throw your hack shack um, on vi recorded on video into Portsmouth Harbour and no, then we'll play on next? Of course. Me? I of love course. that crap. Exactly. Yes, so, I love that crap. Yeah, you... I mean, you do too. I mean, I gave you a ghost meter. I'm pro, not. It's and, not. And me you that, love it. I'm not saying you use it, but you it, loved it, right? Is it me that's saying um, that the machine, that the uh, shakak is a piece of crap? No, it's you. I didn't say it. Oh, you okay. you you prefixed you know, it as well. But I think it's a valid piece of equipment that's been finely calibrated and ISO uh, standards, right? I understand. I missed that part. Well, you missed it. You missed it because you just made it up. The only time that was the, that sentence was linked to my name is when you just made it up. Then what I've always said about them is um, they are crack cocaine to ghost investigators because these devices will always seemingly give you responses, and it's very very hard as a human being to ignore those those responses because why is it you're there anyway? Most people are there because they want to. They, they're seeking some sort of demonstration, some sort of proof, some sort of um, confirmation of their ideas, their hopes, their desires that they survive death. Oh, they want to be scared. That death isn't final. So, oh, you know, this, these, these noises and squawks. And, of course, we have discussed on many occasions electronic voice phenomena research, which is um, advanced, has been... Uh, been going on for probably in excess of a hundred years now, or easily in excess of a hundred years. Is that really? Now. Oh yeah, yeah. Electronic voice phenomena research uh, can be dated to the well, I, yeah, pre pre around the time of the First World War. So it's twenty seventeen. That would be nineteen seventeen. So yeah, around about a, a hundred. Have you years. heard the Jurgensen tapes? Have I heard the uh, Jurgensen is a very Johnny come lately to the party, only dating from 1957. I know, you know I mean, but I, I'm just asking because they're, because they're newer and, and they're, they're kind well, they're of famous. Well, they're not newer. Well, the fa yes, they are famous, and yes, I have heard them, and yes... Um, so, I mean, what was your thoughts on them? I'm, I'm curious. Because I have not heard them. Uh, I have not, I can be honest. Well, say. unfortunately, because, uh, like, like with Raudiva, a lot of these tapes rely on the... the spirit voice being polyglot which means it's speaking in three or four languages simultaneously latvian german swedish russian french english um now i'm only fluent in english uh -huh. some would argue that you know then only partially okay. so i i can hear phonemes 
the bits that make up the sounds of words, but I can't relate the words of Jürgensen or even many of Raudiva's recordings mm-hmm. um, because you know, they're, they're not in a language that, that um, is uh, you know, easy on my ear. It would require a great deal of effort, but there are uh, ITC researchers who have, who have looked at similar polyglot recordings um, in fact, they, they do to, do so to this day. I don't find. I mean, I, you and I, uh, and and uh, one of the upcoming talks um, in the next couple of weeks is is looking at electronic voice phenomena, and mm. will include some of the Raudiva recordings. Oh, excellent! Uh, okay. But I don't find them particularly compelling. Um, okay. I find them uh, only because I cannot get my brain to sort of latch on to what's being said, and you have to have the commentator who is. Um, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting, though, Steve. I mean, you talked about those being multilingual, right? Uh, yeah. Responses. Yet we we hear so often from mediums that uh, though a a spirit might be French or a Latvian or a, or whatever, they speak English to them. Uh, the universal translator of the spirit world. So I mean, <laughs> there seems to be a, a you know a a paradox there, really. That's no paradox. It's just more BS, isn't it? Because Ooh. yeah, Ooh. we've had we've we've no, we've seen this on television. They push, go to the push, they go push, they go, go to ahead. push your reputation in further. They go to Dracula's <laughs> castle and they ask the spirits who are clearly you know sort of medieval Romanians to mm-hmm. do something to manifest, and they're shouting out in English. Yeah, it's. it's a, it, or some of the rights that that's a, that's a modern day. It must be. Well, as I say, Star Trek got it right, didn't it, with the universal translator. Now, mediums and psychics have easily got around this, and they've explained that you know, effectively, in the spirit world, there is no there is a no separate language. So you lose all of your identity, which they say you keep, and you end up speaking some sort of I don't know what you would call it, spiritual psycho babble mm-hmm. language. Um, Esperanto for the spirit world, where everybody can nice. like everybody you know you can you can speak to Plato uh, just as easily as you could speak to Julius Caesar, just as easily as you could speak to Joseph Stalin, Stalin because they all understand the same language and they're all is, just is sitting around. Smart? You said Stalin, and I said Stalin. It is, and uh, and you know maybe we're not that far off. The same there. mediums will then tell you that the that you know the particular spirit that's hanging around the back of the barn is a bad one and he's evil and he's, he's going to get and he's a bad one um, mm-hmm. and yet you know at the same time they'll send you love and light and they'll describe the spirit world the afterlife as everybody sitting on a cloud or being you know wishing each other love and light and sending each other you know sort of happy thoughts mm-hmm. the, there is so many paradoxes and conundrums in, in spiritualism and in psychical research and in ghost hunting and that, that's why we're never going to get anywhere. You know, effectively, it could be argued by some that um, modern paranormal investigation is pointless. It's dead. It's not going to. It's not going to achieve anything because it's frankly become akin to a spectator. Is it basically religion, right? Well, it's more of a mass spectator sport on a Saturday night now, isn't it? Yeah, but um, it's become a religion. You, you. No, the, I mean the paranormal. Or you don't believe you, you, you. Take a piece uh, of evidence and you see it in a particular light. Has anything really changed? I mean, no, I don't think that's a new development. I, mean, you, I didn't say it's new. I'm just saying that that's what it occurs. 
Well, that's what that's what occurs, but that doesn't explain why we've got so many people going out on a Saturday night to to. Because everybody can do it. Because anybody can do it. Because exactly. it requires, Because it has become, you know, a no life. Training. <laughs> no training, no skill. Right. Exactly. I, you know, there are no experts in the paranormal. Is they have hundred years of experience on each team. Well. There may be that there are no experts in the paranormal, according to some researchers, yeah. uh, when when provoked. Uh, and what does constitute expertise? I mean, what do we look at as investigators? Well, they measure. How sound. do you? How do you? What standard? Well, they measure sound. They measure temperature. They measure light in the form of photography. Spectral, spectral. No, I mean, as far as some of these people are going, oh, how to what standards are they being measured, and which is the court answer not. Uh, well, they're setting their own very you know, standards, and their, their standards to, the, to themselves personally will be very high. And you know, there's no doubt that they are well-meaning and that they, they are aiming to achieve good things. Um, there will always be those who are uh, whose standards are slightly lower because they're the proof seekers rather than uh, investigators, because any noise, any light, any flash, you know, any response from a meter will be taken arbitrarily mm -hmm. as proof without any further questioning. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, we've moved on. Parasites have moved on from New England Ghost Project. And we, we tend to look for corroborating detail. Wow. And try to work Did you to... say New England Ghost Project? Did I? That must have slipped out. And uh, what, we, what we try to do is to look at things uh, in a more measured way. So when, when something, for example... We encountered a case many years ago where um, the people in the location, which interestingly was a funeral home, um, oh, they reported cool. that one particular door for no explainable reason, a door in, oh, the, I remember this one, yeah. in the middle of a building would, would swing to and fro, and would open and it would close all by itself. And indeed, um, we witnessed it doing exactly that. But we were able to explain it. Mm -hmm. uh, without having to explain it away and we could do it not just explain it we were able to create recreate it and have it work to order and in a predictable way you know, we, we, we said we will now make the door swing without anybody being near it and without uh -huh. touching it or, and we did it mm -hmm. and then we, we stopped it doing it and then we did it again we could we could make it uh, so what you're what you're doing there is making something you know replicable and therefore mundane. Although it could be argued by some that the spirits are merely you know they know that what we're going to be doing, so they're helping us along by saying you know, nice, oh, we'll we'll give them a nudge and we'll be you know sort of uh, part of the process. Mm. You see, there are many things that move objects that. Um, for example, sound waves, sound vibrations can move objects. Thermal, of course, liquid. Uh, liquid can move objects. What do they call it, Steve? Surface. Um, oh, surface God. What, the surface tension? Surface tension, thank you. Yeah, see, this assumption that something is moving, and you, because you're looking in a certain direction and not finding anything, doesn't mean that it doesn't have a normal explanation. It might just simply mean that you need to get more information. When you've exhausted all of those possibilities, and it does happen, mm -hmm. and you still can't find an explanation, and it does happen, then you're dealing with something much more interesting. But you can't reach that stage until you've 
eliminated all of the other possibilities, wasn't it? Sir Unfortunately, Conan yeah, okay. Doyle, who said, when you've eliminated everything, it's whatever's left that's um, however improbable is the most implausible. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, uh, I know that's Karen Keith's creed. Uh, so, anyways, moving right along, um, you know, it, it, I understand what you're saying, but it, unfortunately, at certain times, it, it's difficult because of time frame and conditions to be able to spend uh, or exhaust every mm-hmm. single possible option. No, I agree. So that's the, the conundrum. That's, uh, well, it's not a conundrum. What you reach is a point where you cannot go to, re- you cannot reach a conclusion. So you, you, you have to be cautious about what you, uh, how you describe the event then, because um, if you... If when I first, you can't right, say that it's interesting. You can't say beyond it's, it's interesting. It's possibly, um, you know, these are the things that we've looked at. These are the things that we didn't look at. You can't you can't make any claim beyond that, and to do no, so you can't. Be... And other than that, it's interesting and intriguing, and you can't explain it. Yeah, but the way with with the thing you have, then that's yeah. But you as can... far as you can go, there is a, there is an onus on the way that you say it's interesting and intriguing because in the modern uh, you know in the modern world, well, that's speaks... interpretation you're talking about now. That's well, a totally different thing. Yeah, but you can't be absented from that. You, you can. Who you can't. You, you have your own standards. When, if you if you're an investig if you're an investigator, I'm sure parascience has their own standards. If you're an investigator, you have to be extremely careful about what you say to a client, and what words you use, and what context you use the words, because it's very very likely that they will gain the wrong impression, because you're dealing with you know um, you might be dealing with their with their expectation and belief. They want you to find something paranormal. If you turn around and say that's interesting and intriguing, they're not going to hear the f- that what you really mean is, well, we're interested in pursuing this further, but we've run out of ideas for the time being and we haven't got the equipment to do what we want to do. They're not going to hear that. The they're going to hear the paranormal investigator said that's intriguing. But on, on the other hand, if you went in there, and which has happened to me many a times, and you say... Uh, we couldn't find anything that we couldn't explain. And they're simply going to say, well, either you're not that good of a tra- paranormal investigator or uh, it, it was just not doing it while you were there. So they're going to believe what they believe, no matter what you present, to be honest with you. Um, that That's the case in some in some circumstances. In a lot actually. of cases. In a lot of cases, but not in all cases. And your duty is not to butter up your own ego by getting them to say how good you are and it's not to flannel them by telling them what they want to hear your duty if the, if there is any duty at all is to if you're going to set yourself up as a person who mm-hmm. is investigating that particular um set of circumstances and experiences is to do the best job you bloody well can and to call it as it is not to make up stuff just to you know blow smoke up oh, no, you don't make up stuff absolutely not any anybody that does that doesn't belong to be in paranormal <laughs> yeah. that being said I, I i just completed a case uh with someone who i, I asked was asked to work with and it was a no-win case absolutely no-win case uh, even though we could explain pretty much everything that 
that we get going for the, once again, the limited time and, and da 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 that were data and so forth that was available to us at the time, uh, no matter what we said, they were going to believe what they believed. And uh, you could not win. And if, and if you told them what reinforced what they believed, then all you're doing is reinforcing a belief that you believe is false. So yeah, it's not a no win, is it? I mean, it's, it is a no win. Absolutely no well, win for the investigator. Well, it depends on what the what the investigator outcome is. I mean, in in terms of well, I just all right, go ahead. I, no, I know I understand what exactly what you said, but it, it depends on the perception of the investigator. The investigator, if they if they are confident that they have done it, if a doctor um, diagnoses a patient with with terminal cancer, yeah. um, it's not good for the doctor because he's failed to. Um, treat to provide right. an effective treatment and it's not good for the patients but the doctor would be you know very remiss if he said well well we're not going to tell you because it's going to upset you and it's oh, going to absolutely you I understand that that's so what it's, I mean so, so it's not a no by telling that but once again the, the patient much like the the client will say Okay, I'm going to second opinion. So I'm going to go down to Mexico and drink cactus juice. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, once again, it's those are when it becomes to belief, it's an extremely difficult thing. uh, No, it is. It is. But but you that doesn't mean that you can't that you shouldn't present them with the, the option. You're not responsible for somebody's decision-making process. You're you're responsible for providing the quality information, allowing them to Absolutely. make decisions. Yeah. You know, and no investigator should ever beat themselves up because um, the 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 client doesn't think that they're any good or doesn't agree with their results. Because if the investigator can stand by what the re, you know the the information that they provided and the data that they've collected, uh-huh. um, then they're unassailable, you know. Yes, they can make mistakes, but if they if they have done their job properly to a good standard and to a you know a rigorous um, set of uh, controls, then it doesn't matter, um, you know. Oh, it, what, does. It, it does. Well, you say it, it does. It, 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 it does. You morally. say it doesn't matter. It does but I'm sure. What's that? It does morally. And and it does matter uh, as well. I mean, it, it will affect the investigator, for instance. If you said, okay, I, I went in, like, say you go, Parascience goes in and say, okay, we absolutely have nothing to report or nothing that we, that we can't explain. And, you know, the, the person comes out and says, well, I went to this group and they, they were terrible and everything. And, and it, of course, this is a social media thing. So it begins to, uh, other people hear about, and although they may have an interesting case to decide not to go to Parascience, they go as, to some Joe Blow group because they, they everything's it wouldn't, wouldn't, that would that would not change um, one one I so it does hurt you is what I'm saying it, it no, takes no it takes no it doesn't it, it takes cases away from yes it does it, it does don't, don't no, be no, such no. a high horse I'm not being a high horse I'm saying it doesn't affect us because we have got over that we have long since decided that when we don't play that game we stopped playing that game 15, right. 15 20 years ago we. Deliver I'm not saying about information. you playing it. I'm just saying it hurts you. I'm not it saying what doesn't, you're saying. Well, it does hurt you because it takes or dries up cases that you may have gotten. Anyways, that's the bell and we've got to go. I will see you tomorrow. Tomorrow at the airport. And uh, it should be interesting. And uh, check out the website. See, it's going to be a lot of places. Go to nghostproject.com. The letter N, the letter E, ghostproject.com. 
and you can get way more of him than you did today. But I wouldn't listen to a word I said, not after tonight. <laughs> gold so standard? What, what gold standard is that? Yeah, I gold standard. <laughs> oh, mine. Yeah. Anyways, so I got we a call one. Yeah, no, we still got another minute. I got a call one waiting for you, so uh, keep going. Well, it's going to be warm tomorrow, isn't it? It's going to be about 28 when I get there. 28? That's cold. Oh, you mean Celsius. Celsius. Yeah, we've heard about that measurement. Yeah, we don't see. use that in the American. You know, that's this is United States of America. You set the standard. Well, that's the, well, no, that's the American. That's the ANSI. In fact, neither of them are the ISO. The ISO is Kelvin. Are they really? Yeah. The international standard for the uh, temperature measurement is Kelvin. So many measurements, so many different things. So little time. But, you know, that's why you can't, you know, but industry measures in both Fahrenheit, US, US yeah, measures yeah. Fahrenheit, yeah. and and or uh, Celsius, yeah, or imperial or metric. Where does where does? Yeah, um, and and there's even a Kelvin ranged flare meter. Is it really? I did not yeah. know that. Uh, the gas finds um, use Kelvin. All right, so anything else you want to add before uh, they pull the plug No, you can check out the new Parascience website, which is looking pretty cool. Oh, sure, that's right. I haven't had a chance to do that. Parascience.org.uk or parascience.co.uk or from next month, parascience.uk. You should uh, put that on our website so that people can check it out. Yeah, we're still we're still knocking the uh, the dead links out of it. But, uh, All right, so you know. Here is Calvin. Um, you don't want to launch it up yet, then? Yeah, yeah, bye. Because people can tell us where the dead links are, so it's. Uh, All right, so, so put it up on our website. Okay. Who is Calvin? Uh, didn't he design underwear, Nate? Yeah, Calvin Klein. Yeah. There you go. Sort there of. There you go. Just any. Uh, never mind. I thought we were out of time, but I like we were still talking something. <laughs> uh, no, we didn't. Goodbye. God bless. Bye. From ghoulies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.